Hey, 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 Lainey Friedrich here. It's Sunday and at Grow Your Advocacy, we focus on the self-care category of emotional health and well-being on Sundays. So this Sunday found me listening to CDs from when I went to the Big Sky Retreat. I've gone to this retreat in Montana a couple of years in the past, and I was re-listening to some of the CDs. And one of the speakers, um, well, I was listening to the CDs to kind of reconnect with uh, the great speakers that were there. And really, I'm in a phase right now where I'm looking to, you know, get more clarity on the direction in my life um, from within instead of trying to sort it out in my head and map it out that way. I want to start from the heart. So I was going back to some of the, the teachings that were at that retreat, and they've been really, really helpful. And one particular speaker, uh, her name's uh, Dr. Joan Rosenberg, and her talk on here started out very clinical, and and then she started talking because she's a psychologist, so it was um, sort of cerebral. And then she started talking about being aware of the physical responses that emotions generate in our bodies. And she had um, she walked us through this exercise that was really, really powerful and really, really um, insightful and eye-opening for me. She asked us, uh, she went through one at a time through eight different emotions and she said the emotion and said, imagine that you're feeling this emotion and then notice what your physical responses are. So for example, let me pull up the list here. She said sadness. So if you think of yourself experiencing sadness, how does that feel? And I can tell even just saying the word sadness, like my back kind of drooped, my shoulders drooped, I kind of leaned forward and it kind of caves you in energetically. And she had us go through eight key unpleasant feelings. These are the most common un feelings that people, unpleasant, uncomfortable feelings that people in her practice experience. And so she finds that if she can help people work through how to become aware of these feelings and what to do with them when they happen, then people can become a lot more confident and emotionally stable, emotional, uh, have good emotional well-being. And these are, she had us go through sadness and shame, helplessness, anger, embarrassment, disappointment, frustration, and vulnerability. It was interesting. I pulled out this emotion wheel that I had pulled up online, and uh, it's got, in the middle, it's got six, like, core emotions, sad, mad, scared, are the, I guess, negative, I wouldn't say negative. She doesn't want to talk about, like, positive and negative. She wants to talk about, like, comfortable and uncomfortable. Those are, like, the uncomfortable ones. And then the comfortable ones are joyful powerful and peaceful. And then this chart, for those of you listening on the podcast, it kind of radiates out with different, um, more specific examples. And she pulled some of these out in the, the eight that she highlights. So for instance, under sad, uh, ashamed is uh, kind of radiates out from that. And then it wasn't included on this chart. It's on her list, but I, I wrote it in myself, disappointment would be in the sad category, like under the sad, larger category. And then under mad, um, you know, she's got angry and frustrated. Um, 
then under scare uh, the scared large category, she talks about being feeling helpless and vulnerable. Um, I think let's see, disappointment. There was one other one, frustrated, embarrassed. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes, because frustrated's on here twice. So um that was already on the wheel. Yep. So mad, angry, frustrated, and then scared, helpless, vulnerable, things like that. Anyway, this wheel's been interesting for me to look at and say, like, you know, what? Like in my head, how would I describe um you know, the, the way that I'm feeling right now, it's, it's been an interesting tool to just see, you know, where certain people, where I fall more often than not. I do tend to fall into more of these more better feeling um, categories because I practice a lot of better feeling thoughts and better feeling actions and have for, uh, have a good, good daily practice of doing that. Anyway, she, you know, she said that it doesn't matter how many of those daily practices you have to be able to deal with these or should find ways to deal with these eight unpleasant things because they are going to happen throughout your, your day, throughout your life. And it's, it's how you handle these that um, really influences your sense of well-being. Because if, if you do all these other, if day to day you're pretty positive and one of these uh, a couple of these unpleasant feelings hit and you don't know what to do with them and you just get kind of wrapped all up in them, it's going to undermine all the good that you did with these others. So it's really important. Um, I, I think that's, that's true for anything, even with like sports, like it's really dealing with, um, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen and knowing how to deal with that. Like when I was cycling, when I was doing triathlons, they always want you to learn how to change, uh, take tubes for your tires and know how to change a tire during a race because that's one of the worst things that can happen and you have to know how to deal with it. You have to be prepared for that so that you can finish the race because nobody is allowed to help you in the race um, to change your tires. And I never really experienced it because I always thought to myself, you know, <laughs> the race's results are not that important to me. So I would just like not finish the race. But, but when somebody's training for like a really long distance race or, um, you know, an Ironman or something like that, like, I mean, you've been training, this is intense. This is really, really important. So it has to do with, you know, your level of preparation, preparing for the worst has to do with like maybe how important the endeavor that you're doing. Like if someone's, uh, you know, climbing Mount Everest, like, they want to know what some of the worst things are and be prepared to deal with those things. But if it's me, like, you know, walking up the steps here in my yard, like what's the worst thing that can happen? It's not like the risk there, I guess, is lower. So I don't have to prepare as much. Um, but in our lives, you know, we, we do want to prepare for these, these normal life experiences is my only point. So it was an interesting uh, exercise to go through, like I said. And because I tend to be so much in my head, I tend to analyze things. And she talks about, you know, a lot of times we'll have this physical sensation in our body and then our head immediately wants to justify it. Whereas the physical sensation in clinics, um, you know, in, I guess, psychology and in testing, they found that within 90 seconds, like the actual physical experience 
um, is, is fully experienced and then whatever chemicals were released, then your bloodstream, you know, gets those out. So within that minute and a half, a lot of times we move into our head and we just keep it going and going and going, even though the physical sensation has long since um, passed, we keep churning it around in our head. And that's where she says, don't get lost in that. Just kind of feel the physical sensation. I mean, obviously, if you're in physical danger, you want to, you know, move away from that really quickly. Um, but for most of us, you know, we feel a physical sensation and then we try to explain it into our heads and make sense of it in our heads. And she's saying, you know, sometimes you just don't have to. It's just data. You know, it's, it's feedback that your body is giving you about the situation. Like, oh, my God, that made me feel sad or, or that made me feel upset or something. So this, even just uh, listening to her do that in the last, you know, day, two days that I've been listening to this CD, it's really helped me stop and check in with my body's responses. And I hope you'll start to do this too. And you can use this information to, it, even if it's a positive emotion, like I went to, <laughs> this is stu a stupid, silly example, but I went to Staples today because I needed more lined paper to take notes on different things. And usually I get like a legal pad. Well, they have all the back to school stuff out and I love back to school supplies. So I bought this college ruled five subject binder and I was so excited when I walked in, I was just like drooling because I always loved learning and I always loved going back to school in the fall, especially college and knowing that I was going to absorb all this wonderful information, new information. And so I was so happy and I just, I could feel it in my body. I could just feel like the expansion in my body as uh as i walked in the store and was looking at all these like binders and things like that and um i just remember the love of school supplies <laughs> and just listening you know not having to explain it to myself or anything like that like i just explained it to you like oh that's why but there's just something it just evokes something in me so you can use this information if you just pause and listen to what happens in your body to really savor these um positive emotions and just say like oh my gosh wow that made me feel really good. Uh, or if it's ca causing you an uncomfortable emotion, you can move away from it. Um, there, I could come up with, I'm sure we can all come up with lots of examples of things that we try to move away from, like um, an article or somebody telling us about something or, or whatever. And then um, I posted yesterday uh, about Ho'oponopono, and I will in the future continue to talk about that practice uh, and that technique and that belief system. And if you feel these negative emotions about something going on or something that you read or whatever, and you want to take it to the next level and you want to be actually um, active in releasing that unproductive emotion in yourself so that it releases it and clears it out in the world around you, that's like kind of the next level of participation in this. Instead of just being an observer, now you're actually like doing something with it um uh in the world especially if especially if it kind of continues to like swirl around in your head you definitely want to find a way to move beyond that if there's no like immediate physical stress uh um threat i hope that makes sense to everybody and i hope that you will start to uh, give this a try just try and stop and check in with um your physical responses as they happen throughout the day see you know give it that minute and a half two minutes and just just listen to what happens in your body just kind of you know does it feel constricted does it feel expansive and just just observe it um, and then 
you know, see if, see if you really need to, you know, analyze it or not. Maybe you just felt it and, you know, got the feedback about it and your body said, okay, we just wanted to be heard. And, and that was it. So I hope that was helpful. I hope you have a good start to the week tomorrow on Monday. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Namaste.